Today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Legend Rings. Want to give your student-athletes something that'll create excitement and loyalty in your program? Go to LegendRings.com and see how colleges all over the country are doing it right now. Plus, stay tuned later in the show for a special offer just for you, Coach. And now, it's time for the show. That's right, it's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, Jackie Chan's movie stunt double and America's recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. So I kind of get on this role where I love talking to guests. I love talking to coaches who have written books like we just did in our previous podcast episode, uh, coaches who are asking great questions, experts in different fields. Love that. I love hearing other people's knowledge because I learn from it too. I, I enjoy the guests that we have on the show. But every once in a while, and a couple of you have pointed this out in emails, which I appreciate it. Um, it's good when I can just come on and talk to you and dispense some wisdom and also answer questions and, and talk about the things that are relevant right now. Not that there are any expiration dates on any of the stuff that we do talk about or feature here on the College Recruiting Weekly podcast, but there are things that are happening right now. And this is important for coaches because you're recruiting right now and every class is different. Every class is unique. And here we are, as I record this in the fall of 2021, you have things you need to accomplish soon. And I want to make sure I'm talking about the things that are important to you, but also that we're seeing out in the field that uh, might be good for you to know. And so that's what today's show is. I have six, I'm actually going to say six and a half topics that I'm going to be talking about. Shouldn't take too long. I'm going to try to keep this to 20, 25 minutes at the most and uh, get you in and out of here quickly. But there are some things that I think are important to talk about and just wanted to take some time to do that today. Since I don't get to do it very often, actually I get to do it all the time, I just choose not to. I love to have other coaches, other experts sharing their advice with you. So today is going to be a little bit different today. Uh, And and as I'm thinking about it, I'm not driving because we've done a lot of driving with Dan's uh, those episodes, those are fun just because I think you like hearing the car noise in the background and me trying to navigate roads while I'm talking to you. But this is just me in my office at my desk taking some time to go over things with you today. No car, no turn signals, uh, nothing like that. Just you and me having a quick little discussion to get you up to date on some things that I think are important. So let's get to that. Topic number one. Uh, there, and I wrote about this and it got a lot of feedback, a lot of emails, which all of you can email me anytime, dan at dantutor.com. Happy to get it. I always try to answer those pretty promptly, but, um, this was a, a, a topic that we did on honey badger recruiting. And I'll mention where to find that at the end of the show, but this was about your parents of your recruits. What we're finding is that they need to know why the why they should not choose another school. And let me go back a little bit, give you some context. This is not negative recruiting. This is not something that is uh, uh, an advocacy for being negative against a competitor because I don't think you should do that. I don't think it works. And as we say in the article, it actually is a very harmful long-term way to build a program. As, as some of you maybe have either seen another coach 
uh, experience, or maybe you've dabbled in that and see that the results aren't necessarily good with this generation. But the, really, the, the question got asked by a couple of coaches in a workshop that I was doing originally. This is about a month or two ago. And they said, you know, you're always talking about what to, um, what to emphasize, what to sell about your school, what are the positives. But at what point do you start talking about why they shouldn't choose somebody else? And it was a great question. Um, and the, the simple answer to that, and we've seen this in a couple of emerging trends this fall, is with parents especially, once they get sold on a school and as a, on a program, a coach, uh, what they immediately tend to start doing is saying, okay, so now I know why I should want that. What, what, are, what is the balance? Where, why shouldn't I want that? With both you as well as with your competitors. And of course, we're more concerned with your competitors. We'll let them try to answer the question about you. We'll leave that to them. But how do you answer that question when it comes to your competitors? Well, the, the, the simple answer is no one else is going to tell them why they shouldn't choose another direction other than you. And I think that the, the best way to do this, as we outline in the article, is to explain to them what they shouldn't want in a college program or in a college or maybe even a region of the country or a division level. You have the responsibility to make the case as to whether you, uh, whether or not and how they define an opposing college. I think most coaches, the, the default setting is I'm just going to talk about us. I'm not going to talk about anybody else, and I'm going to leave that to – uh, the decision of the family. And there is nobility in that, and there is ethics in that, and I completely agree that that on the surface is the right approach. But we have to balance that with human nature. And human nature, especially during a stressful decision-making process, almost requires you, necessitates you to provide information to the person that is trying to make this decision because they aren't going to get it anywhere else. And when they can't get it somewhere else, they're not getting it from you. They're not getting it from their competitor. No one else is telling them, what What do we do to solve that problem? We fill that vacuum with our own opinions. Now, I will leave it to you that, that uh, on the surface, your school, your program, you as the coach, if you don't think you need any further definition, if you don't think that it's obvious that you are by far and away the best and they're not going to make any other decision except you, then I think this is optional. For the other 99.8% of you out there who realize that you aren't necessarily the the logical go-to, there are other choices, I then need to to provide some caution to give some roadmaps and, and maybe even roadblocks into deciding to go to my competitor. Uh, and as we outlined in the article, this is not negative recruiting against a specific coach or a specific school or a specific program. That's not what I'm talking about. But when we're asked, after we make the case of here's why you should want to come to our program and attend our school, live in this area, have me as your coach, it is absolutely natural for then you to say, and by the way, as you're looking at other other places, here are some things that you should want to try to avoid. Now, after I then, so that's a colon right there. I've, we've stopped that sentence. Now it's your turn to list those things. Those coach are completely up to you. The bottom line is you need to give that prospect and his or her family reasons why they should look away from someone else 
and reasons for looking away, looking towards you. So the looking away part is not specific against a coach or another program because not only is it not ethical, I would say, but also it's not effective. And we see coaches who try doing that, who are negative against a specific coach, a specific school, have a lot of problems then with that recruit getting them to trust them as a coach because you've talked poorly about a competitor. Are you going to do the same thing about me behind my back as a prospect? Maybe, maybe not. Puts a question mark in their mind. And the other thing is you force them to be defensive because you know what, coach? I sort of like that other school. I was interested in that other school. And so when you tell them, uh, look, here's with this specific school, this specific coach or program, why you shouldn't go there, why that's a bad choice – we find that prospects get defensive. They may not only not always voice that, but they will get defensive inside and say, well, hang on a second, I sort of like that coach, or I like that program, or there's something I do like about that school. And really what, what they're saying is, you're criticizing me for making that choice and assuming that I should want that. So we don't want to do that specifically, but you have to be explaining to the family, especially to the parents and also to the prospect, why they should not choose other types of situations or types of programs. That's your role. And I, th- I would say that as they look for you and your guidance and your opinion on things, and they really crave a coach who will give them an opinion and offer that up to them and explain to them why they should or shouldn't do or act in a certain way, That is something that is your responsibility to explain why they should choose you and why you should, as a prospect, not be drawn towards other types of situations and then outline what those are and make your case. So, again, to wrap this up, this first point, it's it's your responsibility. Parents need to know why they should not be choosing other options, especially the parents but also the prospects. And if you're going to do this, what you're going to find is it's going to set up much more of a uh, of context and, and sort of guide rails as they go through and try to make this very difficult decision. Emotionally, you're going to add some logic and some reason and some boundaries according to the way that you want them to think. So again, we're not tricking them. We're not forcing them. What we're, what we're doing is we are giving them guidance. And we have found that that is the right way to do it, and it's what's needed. And without it, look, and you don't have to do any of this. It's completely optional. Parents and prospects are going to make their own decisions randomly. If you're okay with that, then you're good. Don't change anything. If you want to control more of that situation and have it more centered around your program so they are figuring out what they like about your program, what they should stray away from, uh, In other programs, what I just described is the first thing that you should do and the best way to to do that. So that was the first point I wanted to make. I also wanted to talk about the transfer portal. Uh, No matter what division level you are, this is going to impact you. The transfer portal has now, uh, I think, been fairly solidified. It's now part of the college sports culture. It is, in effect, free agency for the athletes. makes it very easy for them to choose. I even saw the the latest um, Fanville Dr. Pepper commercial uh, watching some college football on Saturday now features uh, one of their storylines is uh, the the kid they lose 
that Fanville loses to uh, the the transfer portal. Uh, so it's even making its way into popular culture at this point with uh, those great Dr Pepper ads um, uh, for uh, uh, during college football. But the strategy around transfer portals is still an evolving science, if there's even any science to it. Um, but and we're trying we're tracking that because of course a lot of our clients are involved in getting athletes from the transfer portal, trying to prevent team. Uh, team members and their team from going into the transfer portal and really trying to figure out and, and manage how do we approach this this new tool in college athletics. So I wanted to give you a couple of strategies that we've seen early on pay off for the prospects, I'm sorry, for the programs that we work with uh, as they go after those prospects. So um, I think the the one thing we, we know for sure about the transfer portal is that as you go through this recruiting class that you're involved with right now, and they eventually tell you no. Um, and look, you can be a client of ours. You can attend workshops, read all our stuff, uh, have us come onto campus for for a uh, uh, a workshop. Uh, a lot of different ways you can interact with us. Listen to this podcast. You will still lose more client, more prospects than you get. Simply because of the numbers, it's just it's going to work out that way. If you if you recruit a hundred athletes, you're going to lose ninety to ninety five percent of those more often than not, just because it's going to be the wrong fit. They don't want to go to your school based on the location. It's going to be nothing to do with you personally or the strategy you use. It's going to be a numbers thing. But what we find being very effective now that the transfer portal has been out there for um, a little bit of time is that you can highly increase your chances of getting prospects that you really wanted that initially told you no to turn around and tell you yes via the transfer portal a year or two or three years later. If after you tell if after they tell you no, you end that that relationship the right way. And we've used an element of this for years because of course coaches before the transfer portal were losing kids all the time. Um, natural part of the process, like I just explained. And then it was um, a little less defined in terms of a process uh, when it came to how do they get back to your school. Well, one of the ways that we saw work then, and we are really seeing it work now for the clients that are uh, employing this strategy, is that after they tell you no, you don't just end conversations with them. You don't just, um, you know, you certainly don't get mad at them. You don't criticize their choice. Uh, what you do is congratulate them. And let them know, hey, it's a tough decision. I appreciate you giving us a good look. Um, Coach Smith over there is a great person. I think you're going to have a great you know, uh, sports career in college. Uh, really excited to see that for you. And I'm really happy for you making this decision. It must be a huge weight off. But then, and you might, by the way, be saying all that while biting your tongue and uh, banging your head against your desk because you really, really wanted that prospect. After you say all that, positively about the program that just recruited them and and won and they uh, committed to, let them know that, hey, if anything ever changes in the future, if something happens, you have second thoughts, please make me your first call. I still want to coach you. I really, really like you. I see you as a part of this team, and uh, it would be great to, to get get a chance to, uh, to have you back here at some point in the future. So don't forget about us. Make me your first call. When you do that, and then and let me stop, I would then also write a nice letter to the parents explaining the same things, congratulating them, and reminding them that if something ever changes, you're, you're still interested, uh, make you the first call, 
uh, or you know, make sure that you let us know if you enter the transfer portal. That's something that is critical to do because if you do that, and when there are a significant number of athletes that become dissatisfied because they make their decision sometimes the wrong way and they become dissatisfied at the school that they ended up committing to originally, you're going to get a high percentage of those at least giving you a second shot at getting them. And not enough coaches are doing this. And we're finding that the ones who are are really getting uh, a lot of a lot of athletes. And we want that to be you. So after they tell you no, make sure you congratulate them and then explain that you're always there. Uh, you're always an option. Please make me your first call. That's what to do um, after they tell you no. So how do you turn that situation around? And what are the proper actions after they tell you no? Well, I could make the case to you that I, if I were a coach, I would continue to recruit them and I would continue to message them and tell the story of my program because what I know statistically is that 25 to 30% are within the first couple of weeks of their decision going to have second thoughts and uh, probably change their decision or open their recruiting back up. And I don't want to have to play catch up. I want to be the program all along that was, that had never given up on them. Now to do this Ethically, professionally, I think when they tell you no, or hey, coach, I've, I'm going, I've decided uh, you're no longer in the mix. It's between these two, or I've decided on this one school. So thanks, but we're, um, you know, we're we're going to end the recruiting process with you. You're not in the mix anymore. My again, reaction is uh, with a very specific wording going to be. Look, I appreciate you letting me know where you are leaning at this point. Coach Smith's great person. That's a great school. All the stuff that we did before. But I want to rephrase it and term it as I know now and I appreciate you telling me where you are leaning at this point. In other words, it's not a final decision. We're reclassifying it as where you're leaning. And in you know, so I'm st- I'm I'm still interested in you. Um, and even if you end up choosing that school, uh, I get it. Great school, great program. But I'm still going to be um, regularly telling you about our our story, what we have here, why I think it's great. And if something changes, then uh, you know, give me a call and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about it. Um, the time when I would completely back off and uh, and and not continue with that strategy is if the prospect or the parent of the prospect recontacted me or replied and said, no, no, coach, you don't get it. I'm not coming to your school, and I would appreciate it if you don't contact me anymore. Then I you know, say, hey, understand completely. Congratulations. Yeah, you won't hear from me. Um, so I want to defer to them on that. But for most prospects, and I mean the vast majority of prospects, um, you can still remain in the game even after they are uh, declaring themselves as part of another program. And that's one of the things, again, that can, can start, to, um, uh, start to have them prepped for if they go to that other program that they, where they don't end up getting the playing time or the coach doesn't treat them the way they thought they were going to be treated and they want to go into the portal, that's another thing that really puts you front and center in their mind, we're finding. So uh, that's important. Um, again, I mentioned as a part of this you know, um, uh, process when they tell you no and they're going to another school that you should um, contact the parents or write that letter to the parents. It's really important because the parents behind the scenes are the ones we know advising the student athlete in most cases. And I want them to know how you feel about their son or their daughter. Um, and I also want them 
uh, after having their son or their daughter tell coaches no, I want you to be the professional coach who writes a nice note or a nice letter saying that we really enjoyed recruiting your daughter, great person, she's going to do great at that school, um, but again, if anything changes in the future, let us know. Good luck. Congratulations. You raised a great person. Uh, and sending that to the parents, it is a small portion of your day invested in writing that note or that letter. It makes such an impact with the parents that we have had many clients uh, since the portal really became a, uh, a an active part of recruiting that that actually turns things around and they do reconsider you immediately. It doesn't even take a year or two. They consider you immediately because of the way that you acted because it goes so against what most coaches do, which is somewhere in between just not contacting a parent or a family anymore and dropping them completely to, on the other end of the spectrum, getting mad at them or criticizing their decision. The goal here is simple. I want to keep them in the mix. I almost want to treat that prospect who just told me no if I do things the right way, as I just described, it's almost like putting that prospect in the bank and it'll earn a little interest. And then in a year or two or three, you might be able to withdraw it and actively use it in your program in the form of an athlete that has transferred back to your school. So a couple of transfer portal strategies that we see working that we've uh, uh, recommended and seen play out positively for our clients. And I think they would for you too. Um, what makes all of this work, and I've talked about it over the years a lot, but we're seeing it a lot happen this fall or being especially effective this fall, is uh, consistency. Consistency in your messaging matters. Uh, we've had a couple of situations where parents um, who have radically sort of minimized the number of schools that their son or their daughters are visiting now, that's one of the other little changes that you may not hear about uh, for another year or so, uh, as they analyze, you know, why were enrollments down? Why were some college programs uh, getting less students than normal and less athletes than normal? Uh, parents are behind the scenes, really trying to to streamline the process and not visit a lot of schools. Now, there's always the exception to the rule, but overall, we're seeing less visits and the process happened faster. So, consistency in your messaging really, really matters. And because of that, um, we're finding that uh, it, when consistency is there, when there is that message going out to them telling the story of your program every six to nine days, like we've talked about on all the written blogs that we do, workshops, um, all the training at Tudor University, consistency is such a, um, a center point of that. And what we're finding, and we've had some, some great notes coming back from parents on this, uh, or from coaches who are who are hosting parents and their their athletes on visits, that parents are specifically saying that I am coming to this school. You're in the mix uh, because of the way you communicated with me, because of the the consistency that you showed versus everybody else. And we didn't think we were going to be visiting this school, but that's why we're here, <clears throat> Coach. What I'm telling you is that this formula that we keep preaching to you, and you may get tired of it a little bit. Uh, or a lot, but the formula works and the consistency matters. And we're getting time after time examples of parents stating that's why they came to that particular campus. That's why they're interested in that program. I want that to be you. Um, now, these are all with clients, so we had a hand in making sure that the consistency was there. But you can do this. I mean, it's, it's telling your story every six to nine days over a long period of time. Dan, are you talking about a couple of weeks? No, I'm talking about months. 
12, 16, 18 months, we want to make sure that they are um, seeing the consistency from you that's really, really important. Something else that is really, really important to your program, or at least it could be, this is where we cue the music. Thank you. Legendrings.com. You've seen the jewelry and the hardware that uh, that college coaches at the Division One level, the championship teams there, they sport around, and you see it. Uh, you've seen it on their fingers. You've seen it in their offices and trophy cases. Well, did you know that LegendRings.com gives departments, programs, coaches all over the country the same beautiful-looking jewelry at a fraction of the cost? And what it enables you to do as a coach is to create allegiance to your program. Uh, great donors in the future and happy student athletes right now in your program that are motivated to do more and more for you because of this reward that you gave them. Every athlete wants a ring. They want it. They're aiming for it and they save it forever. Why wouldn't you want to give that to your student athletes? Well, a lot of coaches would say, Dan, I want to, but it's the cost. You need to go over to legendrings.com. You can even email Sam Daniel and his email is samd at legendrings.com. Sam D, as in Dan, legendrings.com. Tell him what what sport you coach. Tell him what you have in mind. He'll help you create. You can, you can be involved in the creation of this beautiful piece of art that your athletes get to wear for a successful season, an MVP award, uh, senior service, something meaningful to them that they'll keep for the rest of their lives that will brand your program and along the way they're going to give you a free gift just for doing it that's why we love them as our key sponsor here on the college recruiting weekly podcast they give our clients our student athletes that from the coaches that we work with such beautiful stuff to wear and it creates allegiance to the program like i was saying you need to check them out if you haven't yet legendrings.com and we thank them for being a sponsor okay cut the music. Let's get back to work. A couple more things before we end the podcast. Um, Scouting versus recruiting. I want to clarify something, and I'm going to be doing an article soon on this because it's so important. Um, A lot of coaches would say to me, Dan, I already know how to recruit. Um, We do a great job of recruiting. Look at this list of kids that I have. I look how good they are. But when we get down to it, they're not talking about recruiting. They're talking about scouting. Highly important in the process. I absolutely agree with that. But scouting is not recruiting. Recruiting is not scouting. Scouting is the identification process, the evaluation process of finding an athlete and making sure he or she is right for your program based on your individual needs of that program, the type of offense you run, the events you're looking for strength in, whatever it is, that's scouting. Recruiting is the act of communicating and leading them through a sales process, a buying decision from point A to point B. Through that process, they decide that is recruiting, and that's telling a story, that's overcoming objections, it's the communication around it. And that might seem like a minor point, but I have a feeling that some of you listening to this right now, this is the first time you've realized that Recruiting is not scouting. Scouting is the is the act of identifying the right talent, and that's the fun part of coaching. Look, I don't. <laughs> recruiting is not the fun part. Scouting is the fun part. Going out, finding new possibilities, uh, evaluating them, starting to picture them on your roster. That's all fun. That's the that's the candy of 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 all this. That's the sugar. 
scouting is fun and going out and looking at new athletes a lot of times is what coaches love the most. That is not recruiting. Recruiting is then what happens after the scouting takes place. It's now the act of communication. And that goes into all the consistency, the strategy, the techniques that we've been talking about. Again, seems like a minor point, but it's not because I've had a lot of uh, sort of deer-in-the-headlight looks over the last couple of months as we've gotten into these conversations with either new clients or people at a workshop that we've been doing where we have to tell them that they're not actually great recruiters. They may be great at scouting, but here's what recruiting requires. And uh, I want to make sure you define that differently, that there's a separate act in your in your mindset and within your program that defines differently what scouting is and what recruiting is. The two are separate. Two more quick points to make. Uh, how does a coach talk about a disastrous season that we're coming off of? Have had three coaches in the last couple of weeks that have asked a variation of that question. So our last season was horrible, Dan, or I inherited a horrible season from uh, the program that I just took over, and now I don't know how to talk about that disastrous, pitiful season that we all want to forget. And, of course, recruits are going to look it up online, found out we only had two wins or whatever it was last year. Uh, How do we talk about that? Well, what we want to first explain is that that disastrous season was a moment in time, temporary, and it wasn't something that is necessarily going uh, going to repeat. And so one of the things that we want to explain as a college coach is how college athletics work. You and I know how it works, but surprisingly, a lot of parents and athletes don't know that just because you had a bad season now doesn't mean, or previously, doesn't mean you're going to have that once that student athlete is a part of the program. Your job is to explain to them that, yeah, we, you know, they they struggled and and a lot of programs have those up and down seasons. You can pick out probably uh, more marquee programs or other marquee programs in your division level or even higher division levels that uh, were um, that were championship level, consistently competing for a national title, or you know uh, went deep into postseason, and now this season they're struggling a little bit. Why does that happen? Well, because programs have to rebuild. And again, what we're finding is a lot of parents and athletes don't think like that. They think very immediate. It's that instant gratification that they're looking for, which is, I want to go to a good program, and coach, I see that you're struggling. Well, I need to define for them that it's not always going to be a struggle. And the reason that we're in the process of recruiting is because we're on the way back up and we want you as a part of that. Uh, I also need you, if you're coming off a disastrous season, to explain to them why it happened. Were there injuries? Were you had, you know, a lot of freshmen were starting because of, you know, class rotations that, that came in. I need you to explain why it happened. And I also need you to be very upfront with them about what the plan is moving forward uh, to make sure that that doesn't happen again. So execution of a plan and the fact that you have a plan is really, really important for both the prospect and the parent to hear if you're coming off of a bad season. And the last thing I'll say about that is that your tone of voice and the way that you talk about a bad season is vitally important to them as they whether and they make that assessment as to whether or not they're believing you. Um, so your tone of voice, if it's apologetic sounding, if it's yeah, yeah, it's tough to win here or whatever the you know, that tone of voice is, that matters. If you're confident, matter of fact, uh, hey, here's what happened. It was bad. I didn't like it, but here's the plan moving forward. I'm not worried about it. 
you can see the difference in the two tones, and you would have your own way of voicing that and verbalizing it, but I need you to do that. I need you to explain to them unapologetically what was behind it. Here's what the plan is to move forward, and I'm not worried about it as a coach. Um, talking about a disastrous season is actually an opportunity for you to showcase the fact that you're going to be transparent. You're not afraid of talking about something bad or potentially negative to your program. That's something that um, is going to be hopefully an incredible strength for you as they listen to um, listen to you explain that. But you have to explain it, and part of it has to include the plan moving forward and why they should want to be a part of that plan. Last thing I'll say is uh, this. Before we wrap up, a lot of coaches um, ask me about afterwards, after listening to a podcast, I'll get emails, and they will ask about the stuff that we do for coaches. And I I do a poor job sometimes of selling what we do on a, on a client basis because I, I really want, you know, the podcast is free. The podcast is our investment in you, and I want you to listen to it, like it, keep listening to it. But uh, a lot of coaches ask questions enough, and, and uh, one of them said, I wish you would explain that more because um, I think I might be interested in some of it, but I don't know what it is. And we have it on the website at dantutor.com, but let me just briefly explain in case you don't know what it is that we do for coaching staffs all around the country. And we work with several hundred of them around the country, a lot of departments as well. And I want to explain uh why they keep coming back and and where I think some of our success is in helping them. Uh, First of all, we can come into the athletic department that you work at and do a two- or three-day workshop that will change the way you recruit. Um, We have these so dialed in, down to a science. I lead a lot of them because I love it. I love seeing the transformation. I love helping programs, departments do better at, uh, at this job. Of, uh, of recruiting and coming up with a logical plan to recruit. So a lot of what we do is we go around the country and we're on campuses. Um, as you're listening to this, somebody on our staff is probably on a campus leading a workshop. We're good at it. We know what to do. It's all based on specific feedback and information we get from your current student athletes. So everything is very applicable to each school individually. Um, we would love to talk to you about that. If that's something that you think your athletic director or you as an athletic director would like and would be interested in, just uh, email me, dan at dantutor.com. I can get you all that information, and it's also on the website. The other thing that we do that is uh, the primary focus of our, our daily work is when we work with a coaching staff or an athletic department as a client. That means that we are involved actively in helping that school, that coaching staff, come up with the messaging, the con- the text, the the topics, the strategies, the verbiage that goes out in their 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 uh, emails, their letters, advising them on what to put on social media that will tie into all that, what to talk about on the phone, and again, all of it is based on focus group research that we do with your student athletes, all the student athletes around the country that uh, are newly recruited that can look back on their experience and tell us what went right and wrong, and we use that to then formulate a strategy um, that's very individualized work, again, program by program around the country. Um, we're very, very good at that as well, thankfully, and uh, we uh, love doing that because it's one of the more effective things that a staff can do to immediately turn around recruiting. So again, that's on the website, or you can email me. And two more things that are um, free or mostly free, at low cost at least, 
is, of course, the blog we have at dantutor.com. That's tw- almost now 20 years of research available to you all for free. Um, you get the College Recruiting Weekly Newsletter every Tuesday. Hopefully that comes via email for free. Two things that have very, very small monthly investments in them. Honey Badger Recruiting, what is that? That is the website and the training platform that we use to author new articles, new posts, new training, the stuff that comes up most frequently right away. Some of these topics that we've talked about today uh, are there because they've been mentioned and asked about uh, uh, from coaches. So we'll, we'll get dissect coach emails and answer questions and talk about new research that we're doing and new findings that, uh, that are uh, making a difference for college athletics. That is at Honey Badger Recruiting. You can go to the dantutor.com site and just click that link. It'll take you over there and try out a subscription where it just comes to your email every uh, couple of days. That's uh, something that a lot of coaches have found very, very helpful. And finally, Tudor University is our more formalized online training program. If you are a newer coach or just new to recruiting or you're a head coach that has never really studied it and you want to train your your coaching staff more, that is something else you can find on the website that hundreds and hundreds of coaches have gone through and credited back to finally understanding how to put together a recruiting plan, what to talk about, why they should talk about it, and what student-athletes of this generation actually want. So that's all at dantutor.com. You can email me, dan at dantutor.com. And, of course, always going to be pumping out new stuff here on the College Recruiting Weekly podcast. We love doing it. Uh, We have some great stuff coming up that I'm very excited to release here in the uh, next couple of weeks, the upcoming episodes, so stay tuned. Make sure you give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify or iHeart, wherever you're listening to this. That that always helps the traffic and helps us gain more listeners, which is what the goal of this is. And be telling your fellow coaches in your department, friends at another school that you want to, uh, to, to have in on this. The more coaches we have listening, the more conversations we have, the better topics. And I know then what to talk about with all of you because you're asking me about it. So that's what we want is a bigger community coaches learning from each other and all the best stuff coming straight to you uh and we appreciate the fact that you're letting us into your ear uh, a couple of times a month uh letting us train you and talk to you and we would love to talk to you one-on-one you can email me like i said but for today that's going to do it we appreciate you listening thanks coach and we will be back again with another college recruiting weekly podcast very very soon listen for it thanks for listening bye The College Recruiting Weekly Podcast is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies. For more information on everything we provide college coaches, athletic directors, and the rest of your campus, visit dantutor.com. Thanks for listening, coach.